All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty uh, live here at Mountain West Conference Media Day and always fun to chat with our next guest, the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, Craig Thompson. Commissioner, how are you? Oh, fellas, good to see you. Good to see you as well. It's got to be I, July, right? I, I don't believe it when you say it's good to see you. I don't know oh. how much you really enjoy this dog and pony show that much. Well, one more than the other, but I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'll let you decide who it is. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. Because we'll rack our brains. It's, it's going to pull us apart. Um, I know that uh, there's a lot of things weighing on you right now, but how much is that TV contract taking up? your time right now well it's important and you know and and certainly i'm i am aware having negotiated many of these that whatever the membership decides on there will be distractors and people saying well why'd they do that they should have gone left instead of going right kind of a thing and so it's not going to be a perfect deal and as i mentioned with 12 institutions that there's a lot of diversity some people say Give me all the Thursday games as long as you can get them on. There's others that say, you know, I, I can't sustain any more Thursday or Friday night games. i got to play on Saturday. My fans are traveling too far to get to these games, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's funny. Uh, a fellow commissioner is building a home in, in Sun Valley, Idaho, and they're Boise State fans, and he grouses about he's building this guy's house, and he's, he grouses. He goes, that freaking Mountain West Commissioner, you tell him, quit playing at 830, and I can't get from Sun Valley to Boise. And we hear those types of things all the time. But, you know, it waves heavy, but, you know, it is not my decision. We will hopefully have some options to give to the membership, and they will then ultimately decide it's kind of a compromise. Let's go left. I was thinking about this three years ago, the three of us sitting here, and it might have been four, and we were going back and forth about digital rights Mm -hmm. and, you know, having games on Facebook and some different formats to to put your games. And we've seen some of those games and some of those things come to fruition and some of the sales. How much money is in that right now, Commissioner? Not much, and that's probably the biggest single issue because we we are in this to to, uh, generate revenue. Uh, Ed Graney... uh, Las Vegas radio across the hall here said that he was watching the Utah State game on Facebook. He said it was awesome, yeah. you know. So it, it is there. But if you remember, I used that acronym FANG, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google a couple of years ago. And they have now bought some sports rights, but not to the degree that they're paying tens of millions of dollars for those rights. So I think that's still an issue. It's good to have that exposure, but they're, they're just not buying sports rights at this point. Do you look at the landscape of college football, and when you're negotiating a new contract, do you want to go, because the AAC went long. They went a long-term contract. Do you want to go long, or do you want to keep it short so you can keep maybe some flexibility there? Short flexibility, you, you hit right on. We're, we're not going to probably go much longer than five, six years. Do you anticipate an increase? Yes. Substantial increase? A very fair increase. Okay. When, you, uh, when you're in, in negotiations and, and you're talking with TV partners, what types of things specifically are they looking for from your conference to build the increase that Scotty's talking about? Well, it, this is really simple, but it's, you know, that we're told by both CBS and ESPN, the later you play, the more value you bring to us. It doesn't matter if Utah State's 11-0 and number 15 in the country. That's not the relevancy for them. But then the pushback on our side is 8.39 o'clock kicks and tips. That's already pretty late. I don't know how much later we can go. We really can't go any later than that. So, 
and it's kind of a it's not a Sophie's choice because we're paid to play in those windows but then you lose the fans and the interest and the following and you know I, I lose sight of the fact all the time that you know an, an 8:30 Logan kickoff is is 10:30 in the east I mean they put their pajamas on and they're hitting the hay uh, you know and so what what do you do on on this type of thing and um we we fulfill a need for them and provide a window the the pac 12 in the mountain west the only two playing late at night but uh it's uh it's it's exposure but at what cost craig thompson kind enough to join us right here on uh, 97.5 1280 the zone you know one year of the transfer portal under your belt what are your thoughts on that and do you anticipate any changes going forward or is this just gonna maybe evolve into kind of the old wild west as far as uh, transfers go Somewhere in between uh, changes and old wild wild west. I, you know, if you if you read some of the comments being made, you know, people are saying, you know, let's clean it up a little bit because sometimes you can get waivers for various reasons. We still scratch our head, try to figure them out. We, I'm not making light of it, but there was a, a player in our league that transferred from a Mountain West to a Mountain West. Um, because his father was dying, made all the sense in the world the waiver was granted, but then it was realized the NCAA granted the waiver and his father had been dying for six and a half years and was still living. Going out, what disease does he have that, you know, and I'm not trying to make light of that kid, but, but my point is the right, waiver. You don't, you don't want to be insensitive, but at the same time you want to vet it. Yeah, the waiver is just very uh, uh, broad. And so anyway, I think we'll continue to see even more and enhanced, you know, what, 42, 44% of all college basketball players transfer at least once. And you come and go, well, he made me run at 6 o'clock. I, I got depression, you know, this is hard, and, you know, mental anguish. And well, you don't think you're going to run at school. Why? If you transfer, you screw up, you're, you're going to run the steps. I mean, that's age old. But anyway, those types of things. Trying to be, uh, not we. The NCAA is trying to be more flexible and give student athletes the opportunity. You know, if it's not right for them, you know, move on. But boy, it makes it challenging because I, I think in men's basketball, particularly of the top 15 players, three teams, first, second, and third all conference, we only have three guys coming back. Thank goodness two of them are at Utah State. <laughs> It'll be a top 25 program. But it's hard. You know, it's hard for a Craig Smith to have to say, well, you know, are you coming? Are you going? Are you, you know, what's happening here? And, and so, you know, you're reinventing. But, but it's equal to the point with the exception of some institutions, and they're more of one-and-done situations than transfers, that, you know, everybody's kind of rebuilding. Almost two-thirds of your roster every year is going to be different. Three-quarters of your roster is going to be different. So you just revamp, start over, and see what you got. If you, if, if you were in charge of the format, uh, the restrictions, or some of the freedoms of the transfers, what are some of your suggestions, Commissioner? Well, you know, I think there'd have to be a, a little more compelling reason. You know, we, I, in my remarks, you know, I was bragging about the, the academic quality of this league. Uh, three O's, three fives, and, you know, almost 35,000 students in 20 years have been recognized with those achievements is you know we lose light of the academic component because you're, you're transferring because you're not playing or you, you know you don't like the coach or you're too far from home whatever reason but you can't just go one to one you've got 
two and a half years at school X and you go to school Y, you might only have one year of transferable credits. And so you've gone for an athletic purpose, but what have we left on the road for the academics? Craig Thompson right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Um, interesting situation regarding basketball in the tournament. Uh, there's, I, I understand there's a convention here in Las Vegas. So you had to move up the tournament a week. Is that just a sh- one-term thing, one-year one thing? Yeah, so they, they have a huge construction convention in town, and, and about the, the average rate anywhere on the Strip is $300 a night. And, and our fans and our administrators said, you know, it's just a heavy price to pay, so we, we moved it up one week. It happens every five or six years. Okay. And it's happened a couple times since we've been here. And that okay. They said, let's just try it once. Uh, if if I raised my hand and voted, I probably would have kept on the same weakness. You don't have to stay on the strip. You could stay at the Green Valley Resort. Yeah. You know, and and you know, but I get it. People want to stay on on the strip when they come to Las Vegas. Is uh, Vegas uh, Vegas is a long term fixture now for the you know I, I believe that. Uh, you uh, you're, you're going to stay with Vegas for for quite some time then. Yeah, we we signed another three year extension, so we have had uh, 20 Mountain West basketball championships. 17 have been in Thomas and Mac. Uh, we have had 19 bowl games in Las Vegas, and and we're going to be we're going to be moving that game that match up with the Pac-12. We'll announce that tomorrow. I don't think it's uh, any kind of a secret, but uh, um, you know we're we're still going to engage and involve and uh and use all the amenities of las vegas but uh um it's been a great destination for us when that football stadium gets done do you think of maybe a neutral site for a conference uh championship game could be i had a chance uh, two weeks ago the men's basketball committee was in town to tour the stadium with uh, mark Badane, the gm of the raiders and and brandon Dahl and others and you know, we've socialized that a little bit with our coaches and others about having a championship game instead of the highest-rated champion, division champion. What, what what are the positives and negatives of uh, a champion having it at their place or a neutral? Well, that's just it, Hans. You know, we, we've tried to give the biggest advantage to get that team into that New Year's Bowl, so playing at home is the best advantage you could possibly have if you neutralize that a little bit. I mean, there will be a day our quote-unquote best team and, and even the regular season champion uh, division winner that hosts will get beat and, and will, you know, I've missed that shot at a New Year's Eve bowl. It's not the end of the world, but that's why you play the games, right? And so uh, I, I think we'll have earnest conversations with uh, Las Vegas, with the Raiders, about uh, using the stadium for our championship game somewhere down the road. When we saw the uh, initial rankings come out and we saw Fresno State, San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State, the top four teams in the two divisions – and the way it works out, is this as strong as your conference has been in a long time? Yeah, I mean, last year was a phenomenal year. We had three teams in the final AP top 25, two teams in the CFP. I uh, had three teams at, at a given point. Uh, you know, it, it, it was as deep as the league has been from the days of uh, when we were playing in the Rose and Sugar and, and Fiesta Bowl type settings. So uh, it was a very solid league, and to have three or four potential top 25 caliber teams is fantastic central florida's obviously had a nice run but how important is it for you in this conference to get somebody back into that new year six that'll be fun we need to do that because you know we we uh 
you know, again, to have two in the final CFP top 25, we hadn't done that for a couple of years. What I love about that format is that very first year of the CFP five years ago, Boise State uh, played and beat Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl with two losses. Back in the old days, you know, the TCUs and Utahs and Boise yeah. States were all looking at each other's shoulders. Uh, you know, are we going to be able to get into that game? And, you know, um, you, you had to be 12-0 and 0 and, you know, practically unscored upon. And so, you know, it's a much better situation. Yeah. Well, Commissioner, always a pleasure to chat with you. Thanks for your time, and uh, look forward to doing it again here very soon. Well, let's. Uh, well, you guys won't control it, but let's go to Wake Forest and start off the season with a bang. Let's do it. That uh, sounds great. Wouldn't that be nice? That'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Commissioner. Thank you.